You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Awesome. It's great great to see you in church today. It's great to see families here. And we've got families away on holidays at the moment, but it's, it's so good that you could, you could be here with us today. If you join us online, welcome again. Well, four weeks ago, we launched our miracle offering for 2023. And uh, today, I'm just going to take some time to breathe some fresh vision into us. Amen? Amen. Who needs fresh vision in their life? Fresh vision is good. And uh, let it be known today that we are responding to the words of God in the Scriptures. Let, let that be known today. That, that's our heart. So when God speaks to us from the Word, we want to respond to Him. Now, one of the things that I am sure of in the Scriptures that God uses ordinary people like you and I to be part of His miracles here on earth. Aren't you grateful for that? That God uses ordinary people just like you and I to be part of the miracles that He wants to outwork here on earth. He could do it Himself quite easily, but He wants to use us to be part of that journey. One of the things that's going to become clear today is that you'll be able to identify from God's Word the, the moments where God partnered with people who believe in him for his miracles. One of the other things that's going to become clear today is that God wants you and I to partner with him for miracles, to bring to pass what seems impossible for the future. God wants to use us to, to do that. Now, four weeks ago, we looked at the scripture out of Isaiah 54 verse 2. And uh, this chapter is a, uh, the entire chapter of 54. It's a pr- prophetic declaration of God's faithfulness and God's promises. It's a, it's a call to, to plan and prepare and take action so that the future promises can be, be brought into the present. Amen. Who believes that? That God wants to bring future plans in, into the present. You know, we're, we're called to live out the plans and the promises of God with deliberate preparation and action. We're not just sitting, waiting and hoping, maybe even like doing these ones, like with the fingers crossed. God, maybe? No, no, we're deliberately planning with biblical action. Amen. Isaiah 54, two, let me refresh you again with this scripture. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Don't hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Amen. This is, this is the word of the Lord. And this, this passage of Scripture calls us practically to stretch our spaces, but also to stretch ourselves, to stretch our hearts, to stretch the place where God resides in us as well, to make way, to make space. Who knows that the house that you move into with your husband and wife when you get married, normally it's just about the right size for a husband and wife. Whether you're renting or whether you're buying, we, we make space and we make room for two things. The space we can afford, but also the space that's required for two people. But for those of you who have traversed this journey, when you start to make plans for, for growing a family or having people to come and stay, you become acutely aware at the size or lack thereof in your house. When your family starts to grow, it's like, okay, this house doesn't quite seem big enough. 
Maybe we could, actually, man, we could, we could use the office as the baby's room. And then, then maybe we'll set up a desk in the corner of the lounge room. Or I'll set up my office on the table and pack down when we need to eat. Anyone been there before? It works for a while. But when the family begins to grow, we begin to ask ourselves, can we maximize this house anymore? Can we keep the baby in our room for just a little bit longer? No, no, we can't. (laughs) Can different children share the same space for a little bit longer or will playtime become hospital time? (laughs) Can we cope without enlarging? Can we cope without stretching and lengthening and strengthening this space or a new space forever? Well, we all know the answer is no. You can't do that forever. A two-bedroom unit is never going to accommodate a healthy, functional family. Oh, they could live there, but is it go- it's going to be dysfunctional. Is going to be a poor example of functional family. The same goes for us as followers of Jesus. We have to prepare to make space and room for functional family. That's on us, the church, not on me, the pastor. I'm, I'm, I'm ripping you in on this. This is, this is on us together to make space for functional family. We do this together, not me alone. It's our heart. It's our, it's our heart and our discipleship and our faith are, they, are those things meant to stay the same size? No. No, they're meant, they're meant to grow. They're meant to be strengthened. See, the house that you started in isn't always going to take care of future family. I, I believe that the Scriptures call on us to grow. I truly believe that. The Scriptures, it's like, where do you get that from, Pastor? Well, in Isaiah 54, 3, that's right, the following verse, it says this, Because you will grow in all directions. Because you will grow in all directions. Your children will take over many nations and live in the cities that were destroyed. He calls on us to grow because there are plans and purposes that he has prepared. See, the revelation of this scripture means many things, but it's a message to God's people. This passage of Scripture, it's a message to God's people that, that what was destroyed, God will revive and he will use his people to revive it. That's you and I. He wants to use us to revive the cities and the people that are in them. It's a message for future generations that his people, his churches are called to grow in number. It's a message for us to believe that there are cities and regions that need strong, healthy churches with strong, healthy Christians. A church is never strong and healthy unless there are strong and healthy Christians within it. Amen. See, regions that have been left to waste, regions with families and individuals that have been destroyed. And these places require churches and people that believe They're called to grow. Do you believe that you're called to grow? Do you believe that in your heart you're called to enlarge, be strengthened in the Lord? Why do we need to do this? Because we need need a place. We need places. We need people in cities that are like, I want to bring people the hope of Jesus. 
I want to bring the hope of Jesus to people. People who are prepared to enlarge and stretch and lengthen and strengthen. I'm going to encourage you with this this morning, folks. If, if we're to grow, if we're to lengthen, stretch and strengthen, it requires something of us. You know, like, if we're looking to get fitter and grow in our fitness, stretching, lengthening, strengthening our muscles, it, it takes time. It takes preparation. It takes commitment and it takes a positive attitude. It's like if you don't have a positive attitude about your fitness, you're probably going to walk like once a month, maybe two months. My wife's looking at me and I'm just like... (laughs) I got an amen. That's the first time I've had an amen, yeah, from my wife. Um... But to step into the future that God has for us as a church, we also need to understand that we need to commit to do what we can in the natural. But a positive attitude isn't enough. It requires something of us. See, in addition to positivity and hope, the mindset that we need to foster and develop is faith. We need to develop faith in our hearts as well. We need to grow in our faith as well. Faith, you say, why faith? Well, I'm so glad that you asked me this morning. The Scriptures define faith as the following. Are you ready this morning? Hebrews 11 says this, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Now, I understand that you read that and you're like, I I don't, don't quite understand. Well, there's an example of this of Hebrews 11.3. This is, this is the, a really simple example for us. Are you ready? By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was on God's command, God's word, that the impossible seemed to happen. We didn't see where it came from. We can't explain it. God spoke it into being because his words are powerful. And we have faith. So didn't see it, don't understand it, but I, I've, got, I've got faith. God did it. This is the type of faith that we need to grow in. That in the natural, we bring what we can, we bring what he gives us, but there are things that are going to happen over these next seasons where it's like, how did that happen? We had faith and God did it. We had faith and God did it. Amen. See, by faith, we believe for miracles. We don't know where they'll come from. We don't know what they'll look like. But what we see in the coming days, months and years will not come from anything that we can see right now. God performs miracles. So we, we, can't, we can't get in a room and sort of add some things together. It's like, there it is. No, no, there are things that only God can do. But we need to commit. It requires something of us. We need to do what we can in the natural and then bring our faith, amen, and believe that God is going to do the impossible. This is one thing that we can be sure of, that we will see it and it will come from God. God did it. 
So what, why are you so sure of this, Pastor? I'll tell you why I'm so sure of it. Because we've seen it happen before. As a church, we've seen God do it before. So in fact, you're sitting in one of those faith moments right now. You drove into the car park today. If you drove down the Bellarine Highway on the way to church this morning you, and you saw a circus on a block of land, you saw God's faithfulness and provision. That, that block of land is owned by our church. God has been faithful to us as a church. He's done it before. See, what you just witnessed and what you've heard, of, heard this morning is that the faith of generations that went before you, they were able to see God do it. These are the things that they had hoped for, but we understand where it's come from. God used us and performed miracles. We understand from the blessings and the provisions. We, we didn't see it, but God did it. How did he do it? He used ordinary people like you and I. Let's, let's be encouraged that our faith begin to rise this morning. See, those who came before us, they brought what they could. They believe for miracles and they, they believe with faith in their hearts that God would use them to perform miracles in our midst. Now, for those of you who have been only part of our church for a little while, you're like, but, but isn't there like some type of central body that gives you money to do things? No, no, we take care of ourselves as a church. We bring what God gives us. We have faith. We as a church, the people in this church, Brought their finances together and this, this building and this land was bought because you have been faithful. Not from a central group of churches. No, you've done this. Your giving takes care of this. I want to commend you for it. Maybe that's the first time you've heard that. So, oh, we, we've done this? Yes, we have done this. God is good, amen. See, indeed, he has used us and he's used those who have gone before us. And he's going to do it again. I want to encourage you with this. We are not going to be people who outsource this to the next generation. It's, oh, but I've, I've been part of things before. No, we'll just let the next generation take it. As long as we have air in our lungs, we are the generation that God has called. Amen? So we don't look at, so it's the younger people. No, no, it's, it's the older people. No, no, it's all of us. God has called all of us. Amen? to be part of his church. See, this is why it's our time to activate faith now. We have faith that God will make the unseen seen. Why are so much so sure of that the answer is faith? Hebrews 11. If you've never read Hebrews 11 before, you need to get into this. But I'll, I'll, I'll give you some quick overviews. Try and keep up back there, Sam. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. And, the, and it's impossible, in verse 6, to please God without faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. Verse 7. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God. He had faith, amen. Verse 8, it was by faith that Abraham obeyed God, uh, obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. You want an inheritance? You need to step out in faith. Verse 11, 
It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and too old. She believed that God would keep his promise. It's by faith that barrenness releases life and miracles. Amen. Verse 20, it was by faith that Isaac promised blessings for the future to his sons, Jacob and Esau. 21, it was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and bowed in worship as he leaned on his staff. 22, it's by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. By faith, he prophesied into the future and God delivered. Amen. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. See, what, what all these passages of Scripture are saying, it's by faith that we release generational salvation and blessing. It's by faith that we make room for God to bring the unseen seen. 29, it's by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea. It, they walked through dry land by faith. Verse 30, it's by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls came crashing down. Verse 33, it's by faith that people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions and quenched the flames of fire and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned into strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Women received their loved ones back from, again from death. Are you, are you getting it this morning? By faith. All the miracles that have happened in the Bible, by faith. So I don't want you to go into this season and the future of where we're going as a church. It's like, oh, this is going to be so difficult. Oh, it's time to evoke faith. It's time to let faith rise up within us. Amen. See, all these people in verse 39 earned good reputation because of their faith. Yet none of them received all that God had promised. They were part of the journey. Amen. They released it to the next generation. The next generation released it to the next generation. It is a pattern of faith. See, by faith, we all have our part to play. Do you believe that this morning? Well, I'll just believe it for you. By faith, we all have a part to play. We are a multi-generational church with a multi-generational future. We're not a church that wants to be full of young people. We're not a church that wants to be full of old people. We're a church that wants to be full of every, every person from... From birth to death, we'll have them all, amen. That's what the church should look like. The church should look strong. The church should look like families are a part of it, amen. See, this is our part to play for future generations. Let's help them start further ahead than what they thought was ever possible as we activate our faith. Have you ever met family, families when for generations that, the mothers and the fathers have just like, they've put money aside, they've invested finances, and for every generation, there's just, they get that little kickstart. Have you ever met a family like that? That little kickstart where it's like they've got more than enough money for their deposit, more than enough money to take care of the schooling, more than enough money to take care. You ever met a family like that? See, they're thinking generationally, not just for now. This is, this is us as a church. This is, it's biblical. We're thinking about the generations to come. We're taking care of now to make way for the generations to come. Isn't it good? See, it's the inheritance that we heard about earlier in, with Abraham. So this passage in Isaiah, Isaiah 50, 54 two, 
It calls us to enlarge the place of, of our tent, to stretch access to the tent wider, not to hold back anything in any way at all, not to hold back on the size of the dream, the size of the vision, the size of the supernatural provision, the action of contributing, your purpose, your belief that God can do what seems impossible. Don't, don't hold back. So the, the ERV version says this, don't think small. It says about, talks about not holding back. It says don't think small. See, maybe you're yet to ask God how you are part of the miracle. When you do, don't think small. Maybe you've determined what you're doing for the miracle offering and you're yet to ask God what he wants to provide through you. Don't think small. Maybe you've purposefully not paid attention during this season. Don't think small. God wants to use you as a miracle maker. God wants to use you as a miracle maker. Maybe you've seen God you know, move in miracles before in our church and you're, you have concluded that the miracles are done. He's performed all that he needs to perform. I want to encourage you today, don't think small. Don't hold back on what God wants to do during this season. It's not over. There are generations that need to hear the good news of Jesus. They need to come home and meet God the Father. They need to come home and meet God the Father. We need a strong local church, amen, with strong Christians. I want to encourage you, pursue your discipleship. If you've just been floating through church, pursue your discipleship. God wants you to be strong in the Lord, amen? Strong in the Lord. See, there are sons and daughters who need restoring. There are mums and dads who need hope and salvation, there are families that need restor restoration. There are marriages that need a miracle. And we know that the answer is Jesus, amen. There are people that need to eat. So what are you saying that for? We, we serve people every Friday through our church kitchen. who's like giving food to families. Why do we do that? Because no family should go hungry. And when we do that, we're serving Jesus. We're serving Jesus when we do that. There are communities that need us in the middle of them. There are people that need us to be a beacon light in their community. There are communities that have been left to their own devices and they need a beacon light to spring up. Can I encourage you? You are the beacon light. You who have Christ in you. So oh, I, I struggle to shine bright, Pastor. Just a glimmer of light is all someone needs. Just a glimmer of hope, a glimmer of like faithfulness and salvation is all anybody needs. Hear me today. We are committed to being part of seeing the unseen become seen. We are committed to making sure that the church of Jesus is where it needs to be. We're committed to all that God wants to accomplish across our city and where he has called us to minister the hope of Jesus, amen, including your workplaces and your kindergartens and your schools and your universities, wherever God calls your feet to tread. It's where the witness of Jesus needs to be. We are committed to the Great Commission. We're committed to the Great... It is the, it, it's, it's the only commission he gave us. 
So you can't choose like between like a first one and a second one. This is it. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So he wants to use you to see salvation. He wants to see you to see strong disciples formed. So, oh, I couldn't do that. Could you come next to someone and encourage them when they've had a rough week? Were you just imparting a little bit of strength into a fellow disciple next to you? Amen. Like, don't, don't, think, don't think small. So, oh, I couldn't do it. I, I, I couldn't be a positive influence on someone. Maybe your actions could be a positive influence on someone. Do, do, you, do you have spiritual practices in place? Are you, are you being kind to your children? Are you speaking kindly to the person at the McDonald's drive through Someone just felt convicted. I felt it. <laughs> See, we are people who don't hold back or think small. So oh, I kind of am sometimes, Pastor. I'm just going to keep speaking over to you and you're like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not thinking small anymore. We are people who don't hold back or think small. We think big. We contribute and we activate faith. They won't say of us that we limited God working through us. They won't say that of us. Instead, they'll commend us for doing the will of God. It's the greatest honor anyone could give you, right? I commend you for doing the will of God. Well done. See, next year, you heard me say this four weeks ago, but next year, Gateway turns 40. We've been in the Geelong community for 40 years. I say this with such passion and conviction this morning. God's not done yet, so we're not done yet. Hear it one more time. God's not done yet, so we're not done yet. For as long as there's young people coming through school who haven't heard the hope of Jesus, for as long as there's young adults who are coming out of school into university and trades and TAFE and jobs who haven't heard the hope of Jesus, God's not done yet, so we're not done yet. For long as there's next door neighbours that are just wallowing in everything that's going on and they haven't heard the hope of Jesus. God's not done yet, so we're not done yet. Amen. In the book of, book of Nehemiah four weeks ago, we caught, we caught this in our launch message that God, God's people needed a miracle. They were about to take a significant journey of work and building and faith. I want to encourage you again today just like I did four weeks ago, that God always takes his people on journeys. So I have a pastor, I don't really like journeys that much. I get a bit carsick. God always takes his people on journeys. He never keeps them like, just like stuck in this state of flux. He's always like, there's this next thing that I've got for you to do. There's this next group of people that I want you to reach. This is the next group of people that haven't heard my hope yet. And I, I, I need you to go to them. Just like it says in Matthew 28, 19 and 20. And so I say this with such passion. We are committed to following God on his journey. Where he leads us, where he takes us, where he guides us. We're, we're committed to that, amen. 
Isaiah 54, to enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, don't hold back, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Why are we committed to enlarging our tent and stretching wide? It's as simple as these things. So sons and daughters can come home to make room for the promises of the future that God has, to be conduits of miracles that will occur outside what is naturally possible, to make space to prepare for new additions and prepare for people coming home to meet their father. Amen. So we're committed as a church and as individuals to stay wide open, to be facing our community. We don't want to huddle in a corner together. We want to be facing our community. Amen. Facing our community. Let me say it one more time. Facing our community. Why? So we can make Jesus known so that they can be known. You've got friends, you've got family, you've got neighbours, people that you love so dearly and they don't know the hope of Jesus yet. I, I want to encourage you. God wants to know them. God wants to know them as sons and daughters. God wants to know you as sons and daughters. So what are we, what are we disregarding? What are we disregarding as individuals and as a church? Getting caught up in religious ways and practices. We're disregarding that. That's not, that's not the heart of God for our church, amen. Getting stuck on small things. Small thinking, holding back. What are we embrace, embracing? Enlarging our vision, enlarging the tent, and enlarging our hearts, stretching wide, lengthening our cords. What, what, what are the cords? See, the cords tie the tent, tie the building back to the stakes. I want to encourage you. We need to be tied back to the stakes and the foundation. Who, who is the foundation? It's Christ, amen. It's God. They tie us back. Why do we need to lengthen and strengthen? You know, if you, if you lengthen something, but it wasn't rated to go to that length, and then it comes under load, who knows, who knows what happens? Anyone ever like, tried to tie something down and the rope wasn't quite rated? So all you could find was that, like, that brown stringy rope that like, you find in like, the cupboard at home. So yeah, that should hold the load down. No, no, we, we, we need to choose to be strengthened in the Lord so that when we come under pressure and we come under load as the church of Jesus Christ, we're tied back to the foundation, amen? Our stakes are dug deep, like well deep, connected back to Jesus. We're embracing the strengthening of our stakes, that our hearts are strengthened, that our Physicality, our spirituality is strengthened. Our, our stakes go deep into the foundation that is Jesus. Our foundation is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. See, a, a small tent can't hold a lot of people. Ever been on a camping trip? So, yeah, 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 it fits 10. It fits 10. It's one and a half by two and a half meters. It fits two. Normal-sized people, not 10. See, a small tent can't hold a lot of people in it, but a small mind will also limit God's vision. I want to encourage, let's, let's just open our, our hearts and our minds up in faith to what God wants to do through us, amen. See, a tent that is large, a tent that is, a heart that is growing, 
tent that is stretched with strengthened cords and deep stakes into the foundation will be sturdy and up to the task and will of God. We are called to be up to the task and will of God. We're going to land on this scripture today. And uh, in Ephesians 3 verse 20 and 21, we, we sung about this this morning. It says this, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work in in us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. God is able. God is able through his power at work in us. He's able to accomplish his will on, on earth. Amen. He's able to strengthen us. You know, God spoke to me uh, while I was away over January and February this year. Um, it was clear and it was concise. Uh, I wasn't expecting it. I kind of woke up from an uncomfortable slumber on a Japanese futon mattress. And um, who knows that when you're young, it's like really good to sleep on those things. But you get past some age. I'm not sure what it is. Um, 29 29. Uh, <laughs> And I, just as, as I was laying there trying to just, just massage like blood back into my body, um, I heard God whisper this one simple phrase. And the one simple phrase was paid off. Just, just whispered it. I was like, I immediately knew what he was referring to. It was the loan that we have in our building and land. And... Uh, there is a responsibility and a stewardship that we together as the church are stepping into to enlarge, to stretch, to lengthen and strengthen. We are, we are called to believe for miracles and activate our faith and our commitment. So what are we committing to? I want to encourage you, just, just let, let your, your head and your heart right now just open. Maybe, if, maybe you might see something like this and your normal reaction is like, oh, come on, man. So now let faith rise in you this morning. You know, normally we take up an offering and say we're believing for this amount over the next four weeks. Well, no, no, I'm just believing for us that faith rises in us to commit to this, to be strengthened and enlarged over time. I don't want to put a limit on it. I'm just believing that for God to take us into the next things, we need to take care of some things. So what are we believing for? We're committing in faith to this loan balance. See, some of us look and say, oh my gosh. So you could buy a Maserati with that. <laughs> if that's where your head went, that's, my, that's where my head went. Um, I just want to encourage you, don't, don't be dismayed. Don't be daunted. Why do I say that? We started with 550. See, we started not owning any land up the highway. But God has been good and faithful. Why? Because of us. We've committed to just getting in there and being part of what God wants us to do. I, I want to encourage you, don't, don't be dismayed. God's got this. God's got us. Let faith rise. God's done it before and He's going to do it again. 
Psalm 37, 23 says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. He's gonna direct our steps. He's gonna take care of all things. See, this is our faith goal, to release the unseen as seen. We understand that only God can do it. We're believing that God has a use for us in our community, for our church. Why don't we just close our eyes for a moment today? Holy Spirit. Lord God, we, we, we just pray that through everything we've heard this morning and uh, your heart for us, your heart to, for us to be part of generationally, generationally now, generationally into the future, to be, to be part of this community, to be part of our community in, in a way and be present in our community in a way that we've, we haven't been before. Holy Spirit, we choose to activate faith. We choose to activate commitment. We choose to say, yes, Lord, you've called us to this community. You've called us to its people. And we say, yes, this is our moment to, to stand in the gap. This is our moment. Lord God, I thank you that you're going to use each and every single one of us in ways to, to let miracles happen in your church and in your community. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this is what I want us to do today. We're, um, we're going to, in, in a moment, um, the hosts are going to pass some buckets along. And I, whether you've got an envelope or whether you brought finances or whether you're like me this morning that you've, you've filled out a card saying that over the next period of time, I'm going to commit to give a certain amount. And uh, I, I, just want to, I just want you to believe this one, that even as you, as you put that in there, or if you're putting it in the, the container at the back of the room on the way out, just let's join our faith together and understand this isn't me doing it by myself. This is us bringing our hope and our faith together. Amen. Thank you, hosts, as you take that up. I encourage you, if you weren't quite prepared this point, it's okay. There's envelopes and commitment cards at the back of the room after the service. stand this morning. I um I just really wanted us today at at this part of the service. I, I want us can can we pray over what what we're giving, what we're what we're committing to? I I just I just you know, in the natural it's like okay this is in the natural but okay God release miracles amen release miracles in all of our lives. I want to encourage you that 
the faith commitment that I put in there is well outside of what I would normally write down. I'm, I'm laying my hands on my own card this morning, amen. <laughs> Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we are, we are so grateful, God, uh, that we get to be part of this, that we get to be part of our community and that you've called us to, to forever be part of this community, Lord God reaching out into our city, reaching out to the people, being a beacon of hope and a beacon of light, a place where people can become and be loved and be known. And Holy Spirit, take this, God. Multiply it, Lord Jesus. Perform miracles in our lives, Lord Jesus. In Your powerful Name we pray this morning. Amen. Amen. Stay standing for a moment. We're, we're almost almost done this morning, but... um. If, you, if you're in this place this morning or watching online and you don't know Jesus personally, I, I want to encourage you, the whole reason that the church exists on planet Earth, this is the first reason. To go and share the hope of Jesus with people who have yet to hear of His goodness and His love, that He has created a way, God created a way for us to come back into relationship with God the Father, to be known by Him. That's, that's Jesus. And so if you don't know Him personally or have been off walking on your own journey for a little bit, uh, it's by no mistake that you're here today. It's like, oh, I just rolled out of bed and I chose to come. Well, there was a prompting. There was a prompting. The Holy Spirit's calling you, drawing you. It's by no mistake that you're watching this now at a later time. God's heart is for you. He loves you so deeply and so fervently. I understand that maybe for some of us hard to hear that so I don't deserve love. You don't, you don't know who I am. You don't know the things I've done. I, I want to encourage you. God sees beyond those things. He looks into your heart and what does He see? A son and a daughter that He created, that He breathed life into. That's why He sent Jesus to take our sin, all the things that we've done wrong, all the things that stand in between us and Him. That's why He sent Jesus so that we can know Him personally. So if that's you today, I'm, I'm going to invite you to pray a prayer. I'm going to invite the whole church to pray with us. But if you haven't prayed this prayer before, or you've been off in your own, doing your own thing for a bit, it's time to come home to Jesus. Why don't you pray this prayer after me? Dear God, I thank You that You sent Jesus to die on the cross, be buried, and rise again on the third day for the forgiveness of my sin. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. I turn from my ways, surrender my heart and from this moment on, I choose to follow you as a disciple. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, well done. Heaven is rejoicing right now. If you've returned from going off on your own little journey for a bit, well done. Big choice, big decision to be back where you know God has called you to be. But don't leave it there. Can I encourage you, if you came with someone who's a Christian, let them know you prayed the prayer. If you didn't come with someone, I'm going to be up the front after the service. I would love to just pray with you and encourage you. On the way out this morning, there's some Bibles and some what to do next, getting started with Jesus. And uh, if you're watching online, there's a link on your screen right now. 
go to that, get in contact with us. We want to we help you follow Jesus. It's really hard to do it by yourself. Who, who knows that to be true? You know, like there's something inside of us, we just want to do life ourselves, right? But as Christians, as followers of Jesus, it doesn't work. We, we need the body of Christ. We need encouragement. We need people to, to, to lift us and point us to Jesus. When, But uh, what I want us to do this morning, we, we don't do this every week, but just as the band comes, I am... Um, We're going to sing a song, and I, I just I just want us to worship God, faith in our hearts that God has called us for a time as this, called us to act this community, called us to be part of this church, and He's calling people home. Amen. He's calling people home into relationship with Him. I want to encourage you, even as we're singing this, and you've been hearing me talk about the Great Commission and calling sons and daughters home. I, even as people have been begin to flash in your head, they're on your heart for a reason. God wants to call them home. And who's he want to use to do it? You and I. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.